0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kara Schallenberg. www.k.ray.org. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book 21 Drum Taps. Part 1 FIRST, O SONGS FOR A PRELUDE First, O SONGS FOR A PRELUDE, Lightly strike on the stretched tympanum Pride and joy in my city! How she led the rest to arms! How she gave the cue! How at once, with lithe limbs Unwaiting a moment, she sprang! O superb! O Manhattan! My own! My peerless! O strongest you in the hour of danger! in crisis, O truer than steel! How you sprang, how you threw off the costumes of peace with indifferent hand! How your soft opera-music changed, and the drum and fife were heard in their stead! How you led to the war—that shall serve for our prelude, songs of soldiers—how Manhattan drum-taps led! Forty years had I in my city seen soldiers parading. Forty years as a pageant, till unawares, The lady of this teeming and turbulent city, Sleepless amid her ships, her houses, Her incalculable wealth, with her million children around her, Suddenly, at dead of night, at news from the south, Incensed, struck with clinched hand, the pavement. A shock electric, the night sustained it, "'till with ominous hum our hive at daybreak poured out its myriads. "'From the houses then, and the workshops, and through all the doorways, "'leapt they tumultuous and low, Manhattan arming. "'To the drum-taps prompt, the young men falling in and arming, "'the mechanics arming, the trowel, the jack-plane, the blacksmith's hammer.' Tossed aside with precipitation, the lawyer leaving his office and arming, the judge leaving his court, the driver deserting his wagon in the street, jumping down, throwing the reins abruptly down on the horses' backs, the salesman leaving the store, the boss, bookkeeper, porter, all leaving. Squads gather everywhere by common consent and arm. The new recruits, even boys, the old men show them how to wear their accoutrements, they buckle the straps carefully. Outdoors arming, indoors arming, the flash of the musket barrels. The white tents cluster in camps, the armed sentries around, the sunrise cannon, and again at sunset. Armed regiments arrive every day, pass through the city, and embark from the wharves. How good they look as they tramp down to the river, sweaty, with their guns on their shoulders! How I love them! How I could hug them with their brown faces and their clothes, and knapsacks covered with dust! The blood of the city up-armed! Armed! The cry everywhere! The flags flung out from the steeples of churches, and from all the public buildings and stores. The tearful parting! The mother kisses her son, the son kisses his mother. Loath is the mother to part, yet not a word does she speak to detain him. The tumultuous escort, the ranks of policemen preceding, clearing the way. The unpent enthusiasm, the wild cheers of the crowd for their favourites. The artillery, the silent cannons bright as gold, drawn along, rumble lightly over the stones silent cannons, soon to cease your silence, soon unlimbered to begin the red business. All the mutter of preparation, all the determined arming, the hospital service, the lint, bandages and medicines, the women volunteering for nurses, the work begun for in earnest, no mere parade now. War! An armed race is advancing. THE WELCOME FOR BATTLE, NO TURNING AWAY, WAR, BE IT WEEKS, MONTHS, OR YEARS, AN ARMED RACE IS ADVANCING TO WELCOME IT, Manhattan, A MARCH, AND IT'S O' TO SING IT WELL, IT'S O' FOR A MANLY LIFE IN THE CAMP, AND THE STURDY ARTILLERY, THE GUNS BRIGHT AS GOLD, THE WORK FOR GIANTS, TO SERVE WELL THE GUNS, UNLIMBER THEM no more as the past forty years for salutes for courtesies merely. Put in something now besides, powder and wadding. And you, lady of ships, you, Manhattan, old matron of this proud, friendly, turbulent city, often in peace and wealth you were pensive, or covertly frowned amid all your children. But now you smile with joy exulting, old Manahatta." 1861. Armed year, year of the struggle. No dainty rhymes or sentimental love-verses for you, terrible year. Not you as some pale poetling seated at a desk, lisping cadenza's piano. But as a strong man erect, clothed in blue clothes, advancing, carrying rifle on your shoulder, with well-gristled body and sunburnt face and hands, with a knife in the belt at your side. As I heard you shouting loud, your sonorous voice ringing across the continent, your masculine voice, O year, as rising amid the great cities. Amid the men of Manhattan, I saw you as one of the workmen, the dwellers in Manhattan. Or with large steps crossing the prairies out of Illinois and Indiana, rapidly crossing the west with springy gait, and descending the Alleghanies or down from the Great Lakes, or in Pennsylvania, or on deck along the Ohio River, or southward, along the Tennessee or Cumberland Rivers, or at Chattanooga on the mountaintop, saw I your gait, and saw I your sinewy limbs clothed in blue, bearing weapons, robust year, heard your determined voice launched forth again and again, year that suddenly sang by the mouths of the round-lipped cannon, I REPEAT YOU, HURRYING, CRASHING, SAD, DISTRACTED YEAR. BEAT, BEAT, DRUMS BEAT, BEAT, DRUMS, BLOW, BUGLES, BLOW. THROUGH THE WINDOWS, THROUGH DOORS, BURST, LIKE A RUTHLESS FORCE, INTO THE SOLEMN CHURCH, AND SCATTER THE CONGREGATION, INTO THE SCHOOL WHERE THE SCHOLAR IS STUDYING. Leave not the bridegroom quiet, No happiness must he have now with his bride, Nor the peaceful farmer any peace, Ploughing his field or gathering his grain. So fierce you whirr and pound, you drums, So shrill you bugles blow. Beat, beat, drums, blow, bugles, blow. Over the traffic of cities, Over the rumble of wheels in the streets, Are beds prepared for sleepers at night in the houses? No sleepers must sleep in those beds. No bargainers bargains by day. No brokers or speculators. Would they continue? Would the talkers be talking? Would the singer attempt to sing? Would the lawyer rise in the court To state his case before the judge? Then rattle quicker, heavier drums. You bugles wilder blow. Beat, beat drums. Blow, bugles, blow! Make no parley, stop for no expostulation. Mind not the timid, mind not the weeper or prayer. Mind not the old man beseeching the young man. Let not the child's voice be heard, nor the mother's entreaties. Make even the trestles to shake the dead where they lie awaiting the hearses. So strong you thump, O terrible drums! So loud you bugles blow! FROM POMENOC, STARTING, I FLY LIKE A BIRD FROM POMENOC, STARTING, I FLY LIKE A BIRD, AROUND AND AROUND, TO SOAR, TO SING THE IDEA OF ALL, TO THE NORTH BETAKING MYSELF TO SING THEIR ARCTIC SONGS, TO CANADA, TILL I ABSORB CANADA IN MYSELF, TO MICHIGAN, THEN, TO WISCONSIN, IOWA, MINNESOTA, TO SING THEIR SONGS, THEY ARE INIMITABLE. Then to Ohio and Indiana to sing theirs, to Missouri and Kansas and Arkansas to sing theirs, to Tennessee and Kentucky, to the Carolinas and Georgia to sing theirs, to Texas, and so along up toward California, to Rome accepted everywhere, to sing first, to the tap of the war drum, if need be, the idea of all, of the Western world one and inseparable. And then the song of each member of these states. Song of the Banner at Daybreak. Poet. Oh, a new song, a free song, Flapping, 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 By sounds, by voices clearer, By the wind's voice and that of the drum, By the banner's voice and child's voice and see's voice and father's voice, low on the ground and high in the air, on the ground where father and child stand, in the upward air, where their eyes turn, where the banner at daybreak is flapping. Words, book words, what are you? Words no more, for hearken and see, my song is there in the open air, and I must sing with the banner and pennant of flapping. I'll weave the cord and twine in man's desire and babe's desire. I'll twine them in. I'll put in life. I'll put the bayonet's flashing point. I'll let bullets and slugs whiz. As one carrying a symbol and menace far into the future, crying with trumpet voice, Arouse and beware, beware and arouse. I'll pour the verse with streams of blood, full of volition, full of joy, THEN LOOSEN, LAUNCH FORTH, TO GO AND COMPETE WITH THE BANNER AND PENNANT, A FLAPPING. PENNANT Come up here, bard, bard, come up here, soul, soul, come up here, dear little child, to fly in the clouds and winds with me, and play with the measureless light. CHILD Father, what is that in the sky, beckoning to me with long finger, AND WHAT DOES IT SAY TO ME ALL THE WHILE? FATHER NOTHING, MY BABE, YOU SEE IN THE SKY, AND NOTHING AT ALL TO YOU, IT SAYS. BUT LOOK YOU, MY BABE, LOOK AT THESE DAZZLING THINGS IN THE HOUSES, AND SEE YOU THE MONEY SHOPS OPENING, AND SEE YOU THE VEHICLES PREPARING TO CRAWL ALONG THE STREETS WITH GOODS. THESE, AH, THESE, HOW VALUED AND TOILED FOR THESE, HOW ENVIED BY ALL THE EARTH. POET Fresh and rosy-red, the sun is mounting high. On floats the sea in distant blue, careering through its channels. On floats the wind over the breast of the sea, setting in toward land, the great steady wind from west or west by south, floating so buoyant with milk-white foam on the waters. But I am not the sea, nor the red sun. I am not the wind with girlish laughter. Not the immense wind which strengthens, nor the wind which lashes. Not the spirit that ever lashes its own body to terror and death. But I am that which unseen comes, and sings, sings, sings. Which babbles in brooks, and scoots in showers on the land. Which the birds know in the woods, mornings, and evenings. And the shore sands know, and the hissing wave, and that banner and pennant. Aloft, there, flapping and flapping, child, oh Father, it is alive, it is full of people, it has children, Oh, now it seems to me it is talking to its children. I hear it, it talks to me, oh, it is wonderful, oh, it stretches, it spreads and runs so fast, Oh, my father, it is so broad, it covers the whole sky, Father. Cease, cease, my foolish babe. What you are saying is sorrowful to me, Much displeases me. Behold, with the rest again I say, Behold not banners and pennants aloft, But the well-prepared pavements behold, And mark the solid-walled houses. Banner and Pennant Speak to the child, O bard, out of Manhattan, To our children all, or north or south of Manhattan, point this day, leaving all the rest, to us over all. And yet we know not why. For what are we, mere strips of cloth, profiting nothing, only flapping in the wind? POET I hear and see not strips of cloth alone. I hear the tramp of armies. I hear the challenging sentry. I hear the jubilant shouts of millions of men. I hear liberty. I hear the drums beat, and the trumpets blowing. I myself move abroad, swift-rising, flying then. I use the wings of the land-bird, and use the wings of the sea-bird, and look down as from a height. I do not deny the precious results of peace. I see populous cities with wealth incalculable. I see numberless farms. I see the farmers working in their fields or barns. I see mechanics working. I see buildings everywhere, founded, going up or finished. I see trains of cars swiftly speeding along railroad tracks drawn by the locomotives. I see the stores, depots of Boston, Baltimore, Charleston, New Orleans. I see far in the west the immense area of grain. I dwell a while hovering. I pass to the lumber forests of the north, and again to the southern plantation and again to California. Sweeping the whole, I see the countless profit, the busy gatherings, earned wages. See the identity formed out of thirty-eight spacious and haughty states, and many more to come. See forts on the shores of harbours, see ships sailing in and out, then over all, ay, ay. My little and lengthened pennant, Shaped like a sword, Runs swiftly up, Indicating war and defiance, And now the Halyards have raised it, Side of my banner broad and blue, Side of my starry banner, Discarding peace over all the sea and land. Banner and Pennant Yet louder, higher, stronger, bard, Yet farther, wider cleave, No longer let our children deem us riches and peace alone. We may be terror and carnage, and are so now. Not now are we any one of these spacious and haughty states, Nor any five, nor ten. Nor market, nor depot we, nor money-bank in the city. But these and all, and the brown and spreading land, And the mines below, are ours and the shores of the sea are ours, and the rivers great and small, and the fields they moisten, and the crops and the fruits are ours, bays and channels and ships, sailing in and out, are ours, while we, over all, over the area spread below, the three or four millions of square miles, the capitals, the forty millions of people. O bard, In life and death supreme, we, even we, Henceforth flaunt out masterful, high up above. Not for the present alone. For a thousand years chanting through you, This song, to the soul of one poor little child. CHILD O my father, I like not the houses. They will never to me be anything, nor do I like money. But to mount up there I would like, O father dear, That banner I like, that pennant I would be, and must be. FATHER Child of mine, you fill me with anguish, To be that pennant would be too fearful. Little you know what it is this day, And after this day for ever, It is to gain nothing, but risk and defy everything. Forward to stand in front of wars, And, oh, such wars! What have you to do with them?' WITH PASSIONS OF DEMONS, SLAUGHTER, PREMATURE DEATH. BANNER DEMONS AND DEATH, THEN I SING, PUT IN ALL, I, ALL, WILL I, SWORD-SHAPED PENNANT FOR WAR, AND A PLEASURE NEW AND ECSTATIC, AND THE PRATTLED YEARNING OF CHILDREN, BLENT WITH THE SOUNDS OF THE PEACEFUL LAND, AND THE LIQUID WASH OF THE SEA, AND THE BLACK SHIPS FIGHTING ON THE SEA, ENVELOPED IN SMOKE, and the icy cool of the far, far north, with rustling cedars and pines, and the whir of drums, and the sound of soldiers marching, and the hot sun shining south, and the beach waves combing over the beach on my eastern shore, and my western shore the same, and all between those shores, and my ever-running Mississippi with bends and shoots, and my Illinois fields, And my Kansas fields, and my fields of Missouri, The continent, devoting the whole identity Without reserving an atom. Pour in, whelm that which asks, which sings, With all and the yield of all, Fusing and holding, claiming, devouring the whole, No more with tender lip nor musical labial sound, But out of the night emerging for good, Our voice persuasive no more. Croaking like crows, here in the wind. Poet My limbs, my veins dilate, my theme is clear at last. Banner so broad, advancing out of the night, I sing you haughty and resolute. I burst through where I waited long, too long, Deafened and blinded. My hearing and tongue are come to me. A little child taught me. I hear from above, O pennant of war, your ironical call and demand. Insensate, insensate! Yet I at any rate chant you. O Banner, not houses of peace indeed are you, nor any nor all their prosperity. If need be you shall again have every one of those houses to destroy them. You thought not to destroy those valuable houses, standing fast, full of comfort, built with money. May they stand fast, then? Not an hour except you above them, and all stand fast. O Banner, not money so precious are you, not farm produce you, nor the material good nutriment, nor excellent stores, nor landed on wharves from the ships, not the superb ships with sail power or steam power, fetching and carrying cargoes, nor machinery, vehicles, trade, nor revenues, but you, as henceforth I see you, running up out of the night, bringing your cluster of stars, ever enlarging stars, divider of daybreak, you, cutting the air, touched by the sun, measuring the sky, passionately seen and yearned for by one poor little child, while others remain busy or smartly talking, forever teaching thrift, thrift. Oh, you up there, O oh, pennant, where you undulate like a snake, hissing so curious. Out of reach, an idea only, yet furiously fought for, risking bloody death, loved by me, so loved. Oh, you banner leading the day with stars brought from the night. Valueless, object of eyes, over all and demanding all. Absolute owner of all. O Banner and Pennant! I too leave the rest, great as it is, it is nothing. Houses, machines are nothing, I see them not. I see but you, O warlike Pennant, O Banner so broad, With stripes sing you only, Flapping up there in the wind. Rise, O days, from your fathomless deeps, Rise, O days, from your fathomless deeps, Till you loftier, fiercer sweep. Long for my soul-hungering gymnastic I devoured what the earth gave me. Long I roamed amid the woods of the north. Long I watched Niagara pouring. I travelled the prairies over and slept on their breast. I crossed the Nevadas. I crossed the plateaus. I ascended the towering rocks along the Pacific. I sailed out to sea, I sailed through the storm, I was refreshed by the storm. I watched with joy the threatening maws of the waves. I marked the white combs where they careered so high, curling over. I heard the wind piping, I saw the black clouds, saw from below what arose and mounted. Oh, superb, Oh, wild as my heart, and powerful!' Heard the continuous thunder as it bellowed after the lightning. Noted the slender and jagged threads of lightning as sudden and fast amid the din they chased each other across the sky. These, and such as these, I, elate, saw, saw with wonder, yet pensive and masterful. All the menacing might of the globe, uprisen around me, yet there with my soul I fed, I fed content, SUPERCILIOUS. Two. T'was well, O soul, t'was a good preparation you gave me. Now we advance our latent and ampler hunger to fill. Now we go forth to receive what the earth and the sea never gave us. Not through the mighty woods we go, but through the mightier cities. Something for us is pouring now more than Niagara pouring. Torrents of men! Sources and rills of the north-west! Are you indeed inexhaustible? What, to pavements and homesteads here? What were those storms of the mountains and sea? What, to passions I witness around me to-day? Was the sea risen? Was the wind piping the pipe of death under the black clouds? Lo, from deeps more unfathomable, SOMETHING MORE DEADLY AND SAVAGE, MANHATTAN RISING, ADVANCING WITH MENACING FRONT, CINCINNATI, CHICAGO, UNCHAINED. WHAT WAS THAT SWELL I SAW ON THE OCEAN? BEHOLD WHAT COMES HERE, HOW IT CLIMBS WITH DARING FEET AND HANDS, HOW IT DASHES, HOW THE TRUE THUNDER BEllows after the lightning, HOW BRIGHT THE FLASHES OF LIGHTNING. How democracy with desperate, vengeful port strides on, shown through the dark by those flashes of lightning. Yet a mournful wail and low sob I fancied I heard through the dark, in a lull of the deafening confusion. Three. Thunder on! Stride on, democracy! Strike with vengeful stroke! And do you rise higher than ever yet? "'O days, O cities! "'Crash heavier, heavier yet, O storms! "'You have done me good. "'My soul prepared in the mountains "'absorbs your immortal strong nutriment. "'Long had I walked my cities, "'my country roads through farms "'only half satisfied. "'One doubt nauseous, undulating like a snake, "'crawled on the ground before me. "'Continually preceding my steps, "'turning upon me oft, ironically hissing low. "'The cities I loved so well I abandoned and left. "'I sped to the certainties suitable to me, "'hungering, hungering, hungering for primal energies "'and nature's dauntlessness. "'I refreshed myself with it only, I could relish it only. "'I waited the bursting forth of the pent fire, "'on the water and air, waited long, But now I no longer wait. I am fully satisfied. I am glutted. I have witnessed the true lightning. I have witnessed my cities electric. I have lived to behold man burst forth and warlike America rise. Hence I will seek no more the food of the northern solitary wilds, no more the mountains roam, or sail the stormy sea. VIRGINIA, THE WEST THE NOBLE SIRE, FALLEN ON EVIL DAYS, I SAW WITH HAND UPLIFTED, MENACING, BRANDISHING, MEMORIES OF OLD IN ABEYANCE, LOVE AND FAITH IN ABEYANCE, THE INSANE KNIFE TOWARD THE MOTHER OF ALL. THE NOBLE SON ON SINEWY FEET ADVANCING, I SAW, OUT OF THE LAND OF PRAIRIES, LAND OF OHIO'S WATERS, AND OF INDIANA, TO RESCUE THE STALWART GIANT, hurry his plenteous offspring, dressed in blue, bearing their trusty rifles on their shoulders. Then the mother of all, with calm voice speaking, as to you rebellious, I seemed to hear her say, why strive against me, and why seek my life? When you yourself for ever provide to defend me, for you provided me Washington, and now these also. City of ships, city of ships, o oh, the black ships, o, oh, the fierce ships, o, oh, the beautiful, sharp-bowed steamships and sailships, city of the world! For all races are here, all the lands of the earth make contributions here, city of the sea, city of hurried and glittering tides. City whose gleeful tides continually rush or recede, Whirling in and out with eddies and foam. City of wharves and stores, City of tall facades of marble and iron, Proud and passionate city, Mettlesome, mad, extravagant city. Spring up, O city, not for peace alone, But be indeed yourself warlike. Fear not. SUBMIT TO NO MODELS BUT YOUR OWN, O CITY. BEHOLD ME, INCARNATE ME, AS I HAVE INCARNATED YOU. I HAVE REJECTED NOTHING YOU OFFERED ME. WHOM YOU ADOPTED, I HAVE ADOPTED. GOOD OR BAD, I NEVER QUESTION YOU. I LOVE ALL. I DO NOT CONDEMN ANYTHING. I CHANT AND CELEBRATE ALL THAT IS YOURS. YET PEACE NO MORE. IN PEACE I CHANTED PEACE. BUT NOW THE DRUM OF WAR IS MINE. War, red war, is my song through your streets, O oh city. The Centenarian's Story Volunteer of 1861 to 1862 at Washington Park, Brooklyn, assisting the Centenarian. Give me your hand, old revolutionary. The hilltop is nigh, but a few steps. "'Make room, gentlemen. Up the path you have followed me well, spite of your hundred and extra years. You can walk, old man, though your eyes are almost done. Your faculties serve you, and presently I must have them serve me. "'Rest, while I tell what the crowd around us means. On the plain below, recruits are drilling and exercising. There is the camp. One regiment departs to-morrow.' Do you hear the officers giving their orders? Do you hear the clank of the muskets? Why, what comes over you now, old man? Why do you tremble and clutch my hand so convulsively? The troops are but drilling. They are yet surrounded with smiles. Around them at hand the well-dressed friends and the women, while splendid and warm the afternoon sun shines down. Green the midsummer verdure, and fresh blows the dallying breeze, O'er proud and peaceful cities, and arm of the sea between. But drill and parade are over, they march back to quarters. Only hear that approval of hands, hear what a clapping, As wending the crowds now part and disperse. But we, old man, not for nothing have I brought you hither. We must remain, you to speak in your turn, and I to listen and tell. THE CENTENARIAN When I clutched your hand it was not with terror, but suddenly pouring about me here on every side, and below there where the boys were drilling, and up the slopes they ran, and where tents are pitched, and wherever you see south and south and southwest, over hills, across lowlands, and in the skirts of woods, and along the shores, in mire, now filled over, came again and suddenly raged. As eighty-five years agone no mere parade received with applause of friends, but a battle which I took part in myself, Ay, long ago as it is, I took part in it, walking then this hilltop, this same ground. Ay, this is the ground, my blind eyes, even as I speak, behold it re-peopled from graves. The years recede. Pavements and stately houses disappear. Rude forts appear again. The old hooped guns are mounted. I see the lines of raised earth stretching from river to bay. I mark the vista of waters. I mark the uplands and slopes. Here we lay encamped. It was this time in summer also. As I talk, I remember all. I remember the Declaration. It was read here— The whole army paraded. It was read to us here. By his staff surrounded, the general stood in the middle. He held up his unsheathed sword. It glittered in the sun in full sight of the army. "'Twas a bold act, then. The English warships had just arrived. We could watch down the lower bay where they lay at anchor, and the transports, swarming with soldiers. A few days more, and they landed.' and then the battle. Twenty thousand were brought against us, a veteran force furnished with good artillery. I tell not now the whole of the battle, but one brigade early in the forenoon ordered forward to engage the redcoats, of that brigade I tell, and how steadily it marched, and how long and well it stood, confronting death. Who do you think that was, marching steadily, sternly, confronting death? It was the brigade of the youngest men, two thousand strong, raised in Virginia and Maryland, and most of them known personally to the general. Jauntily forward they went with quick step toward Gowanus waters, till of a sudden unlooked for by defiles through the woods gained at night the British advancing, rounding in from the east, fiercely playing their guns. That brigade of the youngest was cut off, and at the enemy's mercy. The General watched them from this hill. They made repeated desperate attempts to burst their environment. Then drew close together, very compact, their flag flying in the middle. But oh, from the hills, how the cannon were thinning and thinning them! It sickens me yet, that slaughter. I saw the moisture gather in drops on the face of the General. "'I saw how he wrung his hands in anguish. "'Meanwhile the British manoeuvred to draw us out for a pitched battle, "'but we dared not trust the chances of a pitched battle. "'We fought the fight in detachments. "'Sallying forth we fought at several points, "'but in each the luck was against us. "'Our foe advancing, steadily getting the best of it, "'pushed us back to the works on this hill.' Till we turned menacing here, and then he left us. That was the going out of the brigade of the youngest men, two thousand strong. Few returned, nearly all remain in Brooklyn. That and here, my general's first battle no women looking on, nor sunshine to bask in. It did not conclude with applause. Nobody clapped hands here then. But in darkness, in mist, on the ground, under a chill rain, wearied that night we lay foiled and sullen, while scornfully laughed many an arrogant lord off against us encamped, quite within hearing, feasting, clinking wine-glasses together over their victory. So dull and damp, and another day, but the night of that, mist lifting, rain ceasing, "'silent as a ghost, while they thought they were sure of him, "'my general retreated. "'I saw him at the riverside, down by the ferry, lit by torches, "'hastening the embarkation. "'My general waited till the soldiers and wounded were all passed over, "'and then—it was just ere sunrise— "'these eyes rested on him for the last time. "'Everyone else seemed filled with gloom. "'Many, no doubt, thought of capitulation.' But when my general passed me, as he stood in his boat and looked toward the coming sun, I saw something different from capitulation. Terminus Enough! The centurion's story ends. The two, past and present, have interchanged. I myself, as connector, as chansonnier of a great future, am now speaking— And is this the ground Washington trod? And these waters I listlessly daily cross, Are these the waters he crossed, As resolute in defeat as other generals In their proudest triumph? I must copy the story, And send it eastward and westward. I must preserve that look As it beamed on you rivers of Brooklyn. See, as the annual round returns, The phantoms return. It is the 27th of August, and the British have landed. The battle begins and goes against us. Behold through the smoke Washington's face. The brigade of Virginia and Maryland have marched forth to intercept the enemy. They are cut off. Murderous artillery from the hills plays upon them. Rank after rank falls, while over them silently droops the flag, baptized that day in many a young man's bloody wounds. In death, defeat, and sisters, mothers, tears. Ah, hills and slopes of Brooklyn, I perceive you are more valuable than your owners supposed. In the midst of you stands an encampment very old, stands forever the camp of that dead brigade. Cavalry, crossing a ford. A line in long array, where they wind betwixt green islands. They take a serpentine course. Their arms flash in the sun, hark to the musical clank. Behold the silvery river, in it the splashing horses loitering stop to drink. Behold the brown-faced men, each group, each person a picture. The negligent rest on the saddles, while some emerge on the opposite bank. Others are just entering the ford, While scarlet and blue and snowy white. The guidon flags flutter gaily in the wind. Bivouac ON A MOUNTAIN-SIDE I see before me now a travelling army halting, Below a fertile valley spread, With barns and the orchards of summer. Behind the terraced sides of a mountain, abrupt, in places rising high broken with rocks and clinging cedars with tall shapes dingily seen the numerous campfires scattered near and far some away up on the mountain the shadowy forms of men and horses looming large sized flickering and over all the sky the sky far far out of reach studded breaking out THE ETERNAL STARS End of Book 21, Part 1 Read by Kara Schallenberg On December 12, 2005 In Oceanside, California